Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is Steps to Digital Enabled Logistics Transformation. And I have two guests with me. The the guest first guest here is Shantanu Roy, who is the Chief Information Officer with Mahindra Logistics. Hi, Shantanu. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good, sir. Thank you. And also I have Sagat Datta, who is the Chief Information Officer with TVS Logistics. Hi, Sagat. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Very good. Very good. So, so, you know, the reason we wanted to touch this topic today was logistics, while it is like what I call as an unsung hero behind the scenes, making the world tick. You get things on time, you're able to live your life and do business. But then it also has its own challenges and complexities, and there comes digital technologies and digital approach to doing things or changing the business functions, which could have a potential to fundamentally transform logistics. And there are, of course, emerging technologies like IoT, AI, and machine learning, which are offering some promises where it will take it to totally a different level. But what does it take to adopt the emerging technologies, to start thinking digital, what are the legacy challenges we have, the supply chain integration challenges, and of course, the changing customer expectation, how well can we handle them? So we are here to discuss all that. So starting with you, Shantanu, my first question is to perhaps have you lay out what you see as the current state of logistics industry and the level of technology adoption, because traditionally, logistics industry wasn't very Technology, I would not call them technology savvy, but they were kind of late adopters. What's the situation today? So I'll put it this way. Logistics right now is going from a, a OPEX model uh, to more of a CAPEX model. What I mean to say is, uh, so far, logistics is looking at uh, making money from every parcel that uh, a logistics company moves or every truck that it moves, it was looking to make money or it was looking to make a margin. Now, with that kind of an approach, uh, what happens is technology penetration tends to keep low. But when you look at a CAPEX model where you invest in technology first and expect the returns to come maybe two or three years down the line, then the game changes. So, for example, just to give an example, in India, warehousing per se has been uh, more or less manual, and and Sagat would be able to add much more. Uh, Automation in warehousing per se has been low because of two reasons. Number one, warehousing was, uh, was, uh, uh, what should I say, was very distributed uh, because of uh, GST now. Uh, you know, warehousing is becoming much more consolidated. And also, when it becomes consolidated and you need to put in a lot of technology in it, uh, whether it's ASRS technology, whether it's any other technology, and the returns tend to come three years, four years down the line. So that thinking process change is happening right now in India. And I think in the next two to three years, there's going to be a sea change because a lot of companies, including Mind the logistics 
is investing a lot uh, of 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 money in in technology and technology assisted change which the returns will come maybe 3 or 4 years down the line and that appetite has come into this market now which i find really really encouraging does that answer your question it does and of course sagat i'd love for you to add on to where uh, the logistics industry stands in india because of course shantu has his viewpoint on how things have changed especially on the warehousing side but then overall would you say that we are becoming more technology savvy or we are trying to make logistics technology enabled so yes uh, further to what shantanu has uh, mentioned over here i do agree uh, to his point that uh, you know uh, there has been a shift in this whole space and uh, just to add to what he has mentioned over here so so the biggest two uh, cost parameters that if you, if, you, if you see in this whole space would have been uh, leasing out space specifically in the warehousing sector as well as the manpower okay so these are the big ticket items for any 3pl or any logistics service provider which is actually uh, so so the, the vacant space is a loss for the 3pl as well as uh, having additional headcounts to manage certain operations manage certain customer expectations in terms of peaks in terms of festivities and other things those are getting we have a very less dependency on the manpower uh, at a greater extent so this is these are so because of these two things so i'm specifically chinning on the browsing piece wherein the technology adoption has started happening and because of uh, entrance of uh, amazon as well as some of the ecom players we see that the adoption is multifolds now as compared to how it was probably 3 uh, years or 5 years uh, from how it was earlier to what it has been now and we are moving towards a drastic change so if if you see i do agree uh, to your statement that you had mentioned that you know logistics has been uh, lagging behind in terms of adopting certain technology but uh, if there was a three step process then from first instead of taking the second step we are just moving directly to the third step so adopting the cloud strategy uh, or beat uh, doing some pilots to ensure that you know uh, ai and machine learning is imbibed in all the applications that we use to make it more efficient reduce people dependency having uh, the space better optimized in terms of the storage and to manage the storage effectively we are deploying some applications which which are helping our operations on a day to day basis so shantanu based on like both of your responses of course you come from um looking at logistics as a logistics service provider and when you look at it that then you will see technology adoption and going the the new digital route as a cost of doing business but is the same sentiment prevailing among companies who have logistics as one of the functions within their organization and are they, are they also thinking about logistics as as a function in in a more progressive and a futuristic fashion so um good question good question so what i'd say is uh, you know for the last two years 
थ्री पी एल्स लाइक महिंद्र लॉजिस्टिक्स एंड टीवीएस लॉजिस्टिक्स आर सींग लॉट ऑफ आउटसोर्सिंग हैपनिंग वेर इन मैन्युफैक्चरिंग कंपनीज आर आउटसोर्सिंग देर डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन ऑपरेशन देर इन बाउंड एंड आउटबाउंड डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन पर से टू थ्री पी एल्स वी आर सींग दैट एक्सिलेटिंग क्वाइट अ बेट इन द लास्ट वन ईयर द रीजन वाई दैट इज हैपनिंग इज बिकॉज most of the logistics functions per se for a manufacturing uh, company is not that automated uh, there is a lot of optimization potential like sagat said there is a lot of manpower which is doing that logistics function today and there is a huge scope for optimization there so i am seeing in the next 2 or 3 years most of the manufacturing companies would try and see if at least some portion of the logistics function can be outsourced to a 3pl or a 4pl entity like a mainland logistics or a tvs logistics or the likes of that because that's where the compounding effect of technology hits in for example if i am creating a, a node which can cater to multiple customers that's where efficiency of scale kicks in and if for efficiency of scale you need tech you need technology so that's where technology adoption can actually drive this go even faster that means the outsourcing bit will actually accelerate now given the fact that logistics companies are investing in tech to cater to large companies uh, distribution network if that answers your question Sure. So, uh, Sagat, when you look at the approach that we took in logistics, and of course, it's not that the technology wasn't there, but we were not driving it with technology. So, if you look at the way we ran the strategy for logistics as well as the operations, and the way we measured the customer experience, how are our benchmarks changing? To say, okay, earlier we used to just get away with just moving a parcel from one place to another, but now it has an impact on customer service or customer experience, and that's supposed to be a differentiator or uh, a differentiator for a company. How much of that is now driving you looking at technology as a cost of doing business, which is a necessary investment, versus saying, okay, why to bother when I'm just able to move the parcel? Okay, that's a good. In fact, if you ask, so so the complete uh, there is a complete shift in the mindset of all the LSPs or uh, maybe the ones who have just matured as a truck operator or fleet owner to uh, you know just because uh, they had hubs spread across to becoming a mature supply chain player and uh, versus the ones which have been already mature. matured and who have you know established the shops in india to the likes of uh, dhl or maybe akon and agal and all so initially as you rightly mentioned it was more to do with the movement of uh, the parcels or storing the boxes correctly so that was the whole thing so now th- there has been a paradigm shift in this whole piece so we are actually working towards customer delight so it is it not only restricted just for ensuring that the kpis are being met but to ensure that we deliver much more value to what uh, we were doing probably a decade back so it is like okay fine not only the warehousing piece i will also do your technical repairs i will do the installation along with this i'll ensure that say for example a pc or a laptop that is moving out of a specific warehouse 
So I'll ensure that the operating systems are installed in it, and then it uh, goes out. So, so a lot of value adds are coming in, and which uh, probably a typical OEM uh, would would ideally be incurring, or typically they have been outsourcing this whole piece. But since uh, the logistics players are maturing from the, the current state of doing. Uh, the management within the four walls as well as uh, movement of the goods, they're also ensuring that the value adds are also kicking in this whole piece. And in terms of uh, the customer satisfaction and delight factor, I, I see that there has been a drastic shift. In fact, to, to uh, when we were discussing with one of the largest, uh, you know, e-com players, they have said, you know, we just believe in customer promise. I leave it to you how you manage the show, but if it has been promised to a customer that within 24 hours, which which is a very stringent timeline between two uh, long-distance cities in India, so if it has been promised that then it is the responsibility of the logistics service provider to ensure that that happens, come what may. We have to, we are looking up to you to ensure that you, you adapt to those uh, stringent timelines that we have promised to our customer. So it is not only uh, from, you know, the logistics service uh, provider's perspective, but also customers are demanding because they have uh, set up some expectations with some customers and they are also moving. So, so it's all moving up the value chain. Okay, so, so and all these things, so the customers, the comments linked to us and which in Tone is getting more mature than how it was earlier. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And when we come back, Shantanu, yeah. I would like to uh, touch a point where. Okay, so the regular organization, the enterprise wants to give it to the third-party TPLs, which is third-party logistics providers. But then they are also handing over their lifeline, which is the customer experience that they are promising. What is being done at these third-party logistics providers, which includes Mahindra and TVS, who are the two guests here today, so that you meet those expectations time over time? What what are you doing to change your DNA fundamentally? Because you got a higher level of demand. You got higher expectations from customers. And then there are new things which are coming up every day. So you have to up your game. How are you thinking differently versus saying, okay, I've built a big shop, I've got a scale of partners, and that's about it? Perhaps you have to start thinking new, you have to start thinking different. But what is it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and hear from Shantanu. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. 
Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash help or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Shantanu, if we want new results, have to handle new expectations and or the growth targets and scale targets, we cannot literally be trying to build a better mousetrap. There has to be a fundamental shift in the way you're thinking, the operations, the strategy, the people, the partners, you name it. So what's your mantra for the new age, and especially with digital, digital-enabled logistics? What's that What's that holy grail, if you will? Where are you trying to go? Sure. So fundamentally, a 3PL in India means a logistics service provider who executes uh, a particular uh, logistics piece. In the sense, let's assume you are a manufacturer and you actually have already created orders. These orders have already gone through your uh, optimizer. They've already been allocated to a specific uh, fulfillment node. And then, you know, these orders actually hit the 3PL and then the 3PL executes them as per the SLA is defined. I think in the next two years, most of these 3PLs which are mature, like Mindal Logistics uh, and I'm sure TVS Logistics as well, would actually start getting into demand planning as well for the customer because that's where the game changes. In execution, when you do transport execution or distribution execution, the, the, the scope that you have in terms of, of making a mistake and recovering for it, re- recovering from it is pretty low. Because the, already the SLAs are pretty much, has, has baked in all the possible ETA delays which can happen, so to speak. But if we start getting into planning for the customers, which I, I, I see that already happening, where customers are willing to actually hand over their entire distribution management to 3PLs like us, is where the game changes. Because once you start doing getting into planning, your execution piece can be planned that much better. Now, this requires a fundamental shift in how a 3PL operates in India. Because a 3PL in India mostly is to do with transport execution. So now we are investing in technologies which can actually do advanced planning and optimization for the customer 
right from their plant warehouses. So it our APO engines will run, will actually create the supply paths, and then the transport execution will happen based on the supply planning that has come out. Now that might sound simple uh, uh, to to companies who have been operating this way in the U.S. and the Europe for uh, some time now, but for India, it's a fundamental shift wherein 3PL start getting integrated with manufacturing companies at that level, where they start managing demand all the way up to the SLAs to the end retailer. So that is where uh, one section of, of, of technology investment is happening at Mahindra Logistics. At the other end, which is what we call last mile logistics, there's a lot of IoT interventions which are being uh, piloted right now to ensure that last mile logistics is happening as per the SLAs defined because Saugat will agree with me, that is the toughest piece because the number of variables in ensuring the last mile delivery happens on time are too many. It could be high traffic, it could be congestion on the road, it could be road being blocked. You know, Indian infrastructure still is actually developing as we speak. So there is a lot of IoT interventions that are being POC'd right now by lots of 3PLs to see how best we can come out with alternate routing or alternate optimizations to, to meet the SLAs which has been promised to the end consumer. So it is the upstream end, the demand planning side, and at the final end, which is basically the last mile delivery, where I see a lot of technological interventions happening which will actually uh, make a lot of difference to the way distribution is managed in India, if, if that answers your question. No, definitely. So, so Sagat, when you look from your vantage point, is there something new and more that you're able to promise to your customer because uh, you're able to introduce the, the new digital technologies or new way of thinking logistics? where while you're trying to meet customers' expectations or the new customer expectations, but you're also able to transform your logistics and take it to the next level using that as an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you, if you ask me, so earlier, there used to be only three things that were demanded specifically by our customers. That used to be you have got space, uh, you allocate the space to me and start uh, managing. Uh, then we had to offer manpower as a service. So the space would be the customer space and then uh, they would come up and then they would ask, okay, fine, can you offer us manpower services in this specific area? And probably for the implant warehousing or for the the... the finished goods distribution as well. So, so that used to be done as a service. And at times, you know, uh, since the service provider used to uh, operate the warehouse as well as used to operate manpower, obviously the MHEs were coming in to picture. Nowadays, for in most of the discussions that we have, the, the first question that uh, comes up, okay, what is the technology that you are using to ensure that, you know, uh, you bring in efficiency because uh, so like the three PLs are getting more mature, uh, more popular. The, the concept is uh, maturing over here. 
so it is technology which is going to be the differentiator and this whole game scheme of things so space obviously anyone who has got a huge land bank uh, across uh, several cities in india they can offer that but technology will help do the optimization piece do the planning piece ensure that we provide pretty uh, up to the customer's promise and ensure that you know uh, there there is uh, a completely integrated uh, framework which which actually adds value to customer and customers customer as well so which typically would be the end customers so so technology definitely is uh, going to be the game changer in this whole space it has already so some of the disruptors if you see uh, which have come in uh, over the last uh, Two to three years time, they they have been neither did they have a huge land bank, neither did they have you know uh, a pool of manpower or an agreement with uh, large scale manpower service providers. But they had technology. Did they offered the platform, and then they started building on top of that by integrating the manpower service provider, by integrating the warehouse service provider, and then ensuring that the complete. uh services was being offered so so they came in they ensured that that the platform was in place and then they started offering the services after the technology so so if you see there has already been a gradual shift which has started happening over here and i i also foresee that it is going to be more than how what it was over the last couple of years and definitely you know uh in in the previous point that chantanu was mentioning that right from getting into the forecasting planning and then ensuring that the last mile delivery so in this whole scheme of things if you see if you don't have a, a robust technology platform it will not be possible for any of us to go ahead and add value to our customers so i do agree that okay so you can offer some other services as well in terms of ensuring that you have offered them a control tower piece by which you know you monitor the whole thing but the key thing in this whole uh, scheme of things is that technology has to be uh, top notch so that we we ensure that we uh, are able to service our customers better is that fine no Yeah, no, totally. So, so would you say that you, along with just the technology, are you making some fundamental shifts in the way you think logistics and the partners that you use? Are you setting new benchmarks for them so that okay, just technology is not going to be enough? At the end of the day, people are the ones or those those partners who are the ones who are delivering on the end goal. Are you making some shifts there as well? and are you make forcing them to adopt the new technology because you cannot just be adopting it yourself and not have your partners come on board so it goes this way so with different customers you know there are different needs that come up either you have the capability in house and then you start ensuring that uh, you you know deliver things for them or you you mature from the existing set of uh, technology and then depending upon the customers requirements you keep on enhancing your platforms you keep on adding uh, certain uh, 
uh, modules into your platform so that it is getting enriched okay so similar to this so as and when say for example some uh, of our customers did they are uh, looking for you know online uh, pod so so there is a need that we start uh, working with our partners as well to ensure that they also upscale the technology at their end so that uh there is an seamless integration that with which we can uh, link up to their systems and ensure that uh, some of these things are delivered so to answer your question yes we are working towards it with our partners and even they are maturing so so it is it is uh in the maturing phase as of now and as i keep saying that you know the disruptors have already come in so they are doing some of these much better than uh, some of the mature players over here Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Shantanu, I'd like to come to you for this, uh, the new age technologies, right? These IoT and the AI and machine learning. They definitely theoretically are offering a lot of opportunities or, or they at least offer a promise that you could see things differently. You are able to predict things better and take logistics to the next level. But then what are the on the ground realistic opportunities that we can think of uh, leveraging and, and harnessing so that we get the most value? Let's explore it. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sanjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Shantu, let's talk about the, the, the new cutting-edge technologies, IoT, AI and machine learning, among others. These are, of course, offering promises. But let's talk real. Let's talk brass tacks. What is on-the-ground opportunity that you can leverage or harness to create value in logistics? Sure. So there has been a lot of talk on uh, AI and ML 
of late. And uh, at Mindal Logistics as well, we have been doing a lot of pilots. But we have to fundamentally understand that predictive analytics per se, which is the holy grail for AI, is actually a probability calculator. So how does it impact actual execution engine is still something which many logistics companies have not been able to crack. So that's why... So, for example, let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's take Uber. Uber is the holy grail of AI meeting execution, according to me. Whatever little I have read and understood about Uber, it's because of the fact that as demand spikes on the Uber network, in real time, the pricing engine reprices all the trips which are going to initiate from that point onwards. So it's as beautiful as a demand surge happening and at real time, the execution engine, which is the pricing engine, is reacting to that demand surge at the click of a button. Now that I, I, I find that to be the goal for any logistics company wherein your AI or ML is actually giving out probabilities and based on the probability measures, the actual execution is changing its flow. Now, that per se is a very to do, but lots of startups have already started envisaging that. And here at MLL also, we are doing micro pilots to see how predictive analytics output can actually change the behavior on the ground in terms of the execution pipe that we have, if that makes sense. So to us, predictive analytics per se right now is a fancy word for giving out data, saying that, okay, this is what I foresee is going to happen, but that doesn't actually change things on the ground. But if it has to, then a closed loop system has to be built where predictive analytics is feeding the execution engine or rather the planning engine and planning engine is impacting the execution engine and that is closed loop feeding into the predictive analytics bit and that's where you get your nirvana system, so to say. Are we there yet? Absolutely not. But is it possible to get there in the next three years? I think so. So that is one area where we are trying out. The other area which is very interesting to me is something called serverless, which has been introduced by many of the cloud uh, hosters right now, which is a very, very interesting tech which I'm exploring uh, uh, right now to see how we can go serverless in terms of reducing my compute cost, but increasing my compute efficiency by 100x. So these are the two areas where we are focusing on at this point of time, Sanjay. So, uh, Sagat, when you are looking at your organization, and if you look at something like IoT and uh, machine learning and AI, when you pitch this to your management to say, okay, we will have to start toying with this to see if over time we can adopt it, What's their first reaction? Are they, because you mentioned that there's a CapEx model which you're moving towards where there's an upfront investment, but do they look at these technologies as a form of CapEx or they rather spend money on the fleet and the other tangible things that you can see and which they are used to? 
So it'll be very surprising to you, Sanjog, that that it doesn't take a lot of investment to do AI or ML. Right now, AI or ML as a service is is so cost optimized in any of the cloud hosting platforms that we get today that actually it's not a capex at all. It is purely opex, and it's clearly what should I say? It it it, it is. The costs are not out of whack at all. In fact, I would say the costs have come down so drastically that it is not a big deal to actually put an AI into interweave AI into our execution engine. The challenge is the right business case. So far, I have been able to get only two business cases where I could think of AI adding business value to my organization. So even my top management asks the same thing. Right now, we are still trying to find out that right business case, that use case, where AI would be the apt fit. So that is a very hard thing to do because AI at the end of the day is a classifier, is a data classifier. Where do you use it? Wherein the actual execution changes so that the value becomes upfront is the holy grail, according to me. So it is the lack of business use case, or maybe my understanding of AI, which is actually prohibiting me from implementing AI directly into my execution engine. But my search is on. I'm I'm doing a lot of research on it personally as well. But it is not the cost of implementing AI per se. Amazon Web Services and and um, as your services have brought down the cost of AI and ML as a service to such a level that. That it's a no-brainer if you have a good use case to implement it, to actually implement it. So, if if your uh, business, whenever they are looking at these new technologies, and you mentioned uh, that AI and computing, basically the churning part of of AI yeah. and machine learning, is so cheap that you could call it an opex. But then there is an upstream function which is data engineering where you have to actually have your data together are you taking the same old data and trying to churn for you to then say okay we are now ai enabled or are you fundamentally thinking what data you should collect which will have a downstream value and for that you will have to fix some things there would be some upfront in investment or upfront effort required how are you thinking about this ai and machine learning are you not changing the, the, the platform or are you not changing the sources of data? So it's a, it's a very, very pertinent question. And maybe the reason why we are struggling with getting, getting the right use case is because we don't have relevant ambient data which can be leveraged to actually bring AI into the BVA loop. You, you, you hang on there that, you know, we'll have to redesign the the data that we collect so far, as in, and my management keeps telling me this, that, you know, we need to collect ambient data. It is just not enough to, to capture the critical part of data, a lot of business value analysis. You have, to ca you have to capture ambient data. When I say ambient data, I mean to say, let's assume I deliver a, a, a parcel to an end consumer provider. We don't capture... A, a the end consumer data per se. But if we start doing that, then there could be a lot of analytics that we can do, not AI, but pure analytics, which we can do, which can actually give me use cases where AI can be put. 
So, so you are absolutely right. The amount of data that we capture today is just the just covering the critical path of doing a warehousing or a transportation. But we need to go way beyond that. But what are those data elements that we have to capture? What are those things that will actually give us that goldmine in terms of AI to do AI on? Is basically something that we are currently putting our heads on and trying to figure that out. It might take us about. Six to twelve months to do that, but we are in that journey of doing that right now at at MLL Mind the Logistics. So, Shantanu, if you were to look at logistics transformation as a whole, yes, technology is going to play a part, but then at the same time, there are many other facets of logistics which requires partner development and rethinking the logistics strategy and other ways you improve logistics. When you look at this bigger picture and a transformation effort is underway, how is the business of logistics looking at IT? Are they just saying, hey, you know what? We want to get this done. Please do it like order taker. Or are you being brought in as a forethought? So if you had asked me these questions two years ago, it would have been uh, the order taker approach. But right now as i where i stand today there are a lot of these tech first companies which i call tech first who were tech platforms first and a logistics company later which have come into india and and they are doing really well i suppose is where the mind shift has already happened so now my management per se looks at me to give me that to give them the same capability as what a logistics tech first company or a platform first company would actually have and propose to the customer because we believe our company believes that if we can't do that it'll be very difficult for us to sustain a traditional 3pl business so if you ask me at this juncture i think it is a a, a critical cog in the wheel. In, in fact, I think it is the thing which is shaping the entire logistics strategy per se in my company. I'm, a, I'm very proud of it and I'm very grateful to my management for that. But that's already happened because of the fact that a lot of these tech-first companies have come and have changed the game per se in terms of the transparency and the visibility that they give on their platforms. And we want to match it up and not only match it up, we want to go beyond that as well. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Sogat, I'd like to ask you about the adoption of technologies, but not just within your company, also across your partners. So they may have the motivation, but then definitely they have their own bottom line and top line aspirations. And is that truly going to allow you to really move forward in unison where everyone is identically implementing technology, implementing this new age digital AI, IoT, machine learning, etc. to come across as a cohesive logistics entity which is serving the customer. Or there is under the uh, the the hood, we have these challenges of everyone trying to toot their own horn or trying to push their agenda, but in the process, it becomes difficult for you to serve the end customer. What's the current state? But let's stay, uh, please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Shantanu, hope you uh, remember the question we spoke about the partners. So, are you really seeing that, okay, well, you would play the lead role, but behind the scenes there's a dark side that the partners are not coming and are working together? Uh, so is is there is there a challenge there in in getting the human side and the business side where each person or each entity has their own bottom line and top line aspirations and it's tough to calibrate them across the value chain and that's where the logistics final outcome suffers. To what degree are we facing such challenges? So it's it's a great question. So um, I don't know whether you're aware, but Mahindra Logistics per se is an completely asset-light company. That means we don't own any fleets of our own. Everything is done through uh, 3,000 orders that we have across India, and we execute it through them. So for, our, for us, our partners are why we exist. If our partners are not there, we don't exist as a company. It's as simple as that. So our business model is, is absolutely ingrained with our partner's business model. So for us, a partner means something very different. The way we look at partners is we look at them in, in the sense that we want to grow their business as well. So we typically work with small partners. We don't work with very large partners, typically. Typically, most of these partners would be uh, uh, owning three or four trucks per se. So... So we work with them and we work with them very, very closely, including financing their trucks, including ensuring that if there is a, a requirement of some kind in terms of healthcare needs per se of their close family members, we chip in. So it's a, it's a very close-knit family kind of a, a, a kind of a bond that we have with our partners because without them, we don't exist at all. So it's a very 
so we don't look at it as a win lose win lose kind of a situation we we kind of look at them as a win win situation and we invest a lot in their technology as well for example recently we launched a platform which will ensure that all the partners invoices that we raise they raise to us becomes completely transparent and visible till the payment is made so so we do a lot of technology investment at our side to ensure our partners lives do not become difficult but there are inherent challenges also with our partners for example if on the other side i'm saying if for example we were owning the trucks and not our partners it's very easy to implement iot's per se because these are going to be our fleets but those kind of challenges do and these trucks are not ours and it's our partners because there are other uh criterias which will have to be borne in mind by our partners before they agree to install iot devices on their trucks so those are the kind of logistics challenges that we are seeing uh slowly but but over times because of the competition out there because a lot of these asset heavy companies are now started operating in india and they are completely iotized as well at this moment so our partners are also realizing that they, if they don't jump on to the bandwagon it's going to be very difficult for them to actually sustain and grow as a business so they are slowly their mindsets are also changing and in india you know what happens is there is the initial early adoption phase and when it hits the maturity phase which i'm assuming it is going to be hitting now at this juncture maybe in the next 2 years it's going to hitting all the all these business partners are going to start wanting to implement technology so that they can be at par with their other uh, colleagues of theirs as in other transporters lsps who are there just to be at par with them they will also start adopting technology and that's it's already started happening if that answers your question no definitely so so would you say that uh, today when you are moving forward are you painting one picture of what your holy grail is or where you want to reach and and then there is a conscious uh proactive movement from all partners including yourself to move in that direction or are you taking say your 3 months or 6 month next tactical move at a time so we have a very clear road map for the next 3 years as to how we want to move beyond 3 years it doesn't make sense because india per se is transforming so rapidly that the scenario after 3 years is going to be completely different but there is a core purpose that mlll has which is going to be uh, perpetual that is never going to change irrespective of what pivots the economy of india is going to take and the purpose statement basically says that we're going to be accelerating commerce by empowering communities to rise so it's ingrained in our purpose statements that we have to take care of our business partners it is ingrained in what we do what we believe in we live eat that so that's never going to change ever irrespective of whichever pivot the economy takes and whichever pivot mlll takes we are actually as a business enshrined to basically work with business partners and especially small business partners per se and through these small business partners which are which, which there are so many in india we want to reach the last corner of the country and that's how we want to operate till eternity 
technology will come technology will go but we will never invest in assets per se which will basically leave out these business partners to fend for their own that's never going to happen so we have only one way out which is to work very closely with our business partners and enable them to grow with us like a family for us to actually grow and this model actually to be you'd be very surprised is 30 seconds the only model in logistics which is growing right now in terms of top line as well as bottom line on behalf of the show and our listeners thank you so much uh, shantanu and sagat for sharing your views on how organizations can rethink their models uh, work with the partners closely paint a common picture and use the digital technologies the new age digital technologies for logistics transformation thank you so much thank you and uh, listeners please like us on facebook search for ctn that cio talk network and be sure to follow us on twitter join our linkedin group and listen to our podcast we are on spotify tune in itunes stitcher iheart radio a lot of different places please rate us let us know so more people can benefit thank you again for listening to this segment on cio talk network this is sanjog all your talk show host till next week take care and god bless Thank you for tuning in to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.